Hello and welcome to Dig Deep, the podcast about sport, faith, and life. I'm Brian Bolt, kinesiology professor and men's golf coach at Calvin College. And I'm Chad Carlson, professor of kinesiology and director of general education at Hope College. And we are again coming to you from the audio studio of Our Daily Bread. Our Daily Bread is doing their work from here in Grand Rapids, but also in 37 offices around the world, distributing resources and helping people change their lives through the life-changing wisdom of the Bible. We're very grateful to Our Daily Bread for allowing us to record Dig Deep podcasts here in their studio. Brian, we're recording this morning in the midst of a lot of excitement surrounding interscholastic intercollegiate sports starting up in the fall, specifically American football, something that generally uh, excites a, a great segment of, uh, of the sports population. And yet in the midst of all that, uh, there's been a tragedy and, uh, and one that we want to just briefly mention and uh, uh, let it be known that our thoughts and prayers are, are out with the Maryland football program, knowing that there was a death of, of uh, one of their players back in May, uh, a, a tragic event, one that um, is, is giving so many of us pause as we think about the value of sport in our lives, as we think about um, our mortality, as we think about sort of life in general. So often tragic events make us think and, and reflect on who we are and what we stand for. And um, this has been an event that we want to, we, we just want to mention and, uh, and, and just put it out there that uh, our thoughts and prayers are, are throughout that entire situation, knowing that there was the death that happened a few months ago, but also now the fallout and, uh, and what often becomes sort of um, an increasing story as the media takes hold of things right. and people want answers and they want uh, consequences. And um, this, is, this has been something that's really been front page in the news for us here in America. Yeah, it's a story that hits home for a lot of us. As a former football player myself and my son, uh, this evening will have his first scrimmage of the year. So you think about that a lot. You think about the safety of your kids playing particular sports. In this particular case, uh, there's a lot of information that is yet to come out. But in some ways, um, the University of Maryland at this point is doing what some other schools maybe have not done in the face of tragedy, which is trying to figure out what it is right away and moving very quickly to try to, to uh, find and take responsibility, which I think is, is in this case, uh, certainly appropriate. I don't know about admirable, but it, it's a bit shocking when everyone works on a cover-up. And at this point, it seems like uh, they're trying to get to the bottom of what really happened. And in, the, in this case, it really had maybe not a lot to do with the sport of football because mm. it didn't happen. It wasn't a concussion, for instance. Right. Um, right. It was uh, a training, uh, potentially a, a, a heat stroke or something. We're not sure exactly what happened, and more of that information will come out. But it, it may go to culture. Um, sure. We're hearing different things about the culture, and, and I don't want to jump to conclusions on that, but that's one of those things that – as a coach, I consider those things as well, especially when I push athletes all the time, right? Athletes are, are working on particular things, and um, I, especially in a fitness environment, I'm trying to get them to do more than they think they can do. Yeah. And it's what coaches do all the time. I'm sure you've done yeah, it as well. So yeah, uh, I think we need to reserve judgment until we figure out exactly what happened. Uh, but I, we do feel for those that family and for everyone around the situation, for their teammates, uh, a very odd way to start 
a year. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. It's an odd way to start the year, and yet it, it may be, um, you know, we, we hope that through sport we can learn. Uh, we learn in different ways, and this may be, be one of them that we, we learn from uh, things that happened, and we, we strive to get better, not just on the field, not just in terms of our performances, but also in how we how we treat others, how we prepare ourselves, how we um, how we we treat our bodies, and and if nothing else, at this point in time, as we wait for for more uh, to come out, as we wait to learn more, we we certainly can spend time pausing, reflecting, and thinking about this. Yeah, in, in that particular case, I'm sure what's happening there is the community is sort of rallying around and then trying to help out. And I'm not sure what the case is at the University of Maryland, but often there are uh, university personnel that have uh, job descriptions that are meant to move into these sorts of situations. And so where I work at Calvin, one of the first people you would contact would be the chaplain. Sure. And the chaplain would come in and work with families, work with teammates, and sometimes there are sport chaplains, people that are designated to work with particular uh, teams or sets of teams. And this whole area this whole area of what we would call sports ministry continues to be a piv- play a pivotal role at places like universities but also in professional sports where that spiritual aspect is addressed by someone with a with a particular skill set a counseling potentially skill set but also a faith-based skill set and this being a public university and uh, the situation being what it, what it is i'm not exactly sure what uh, infrastructure they have in place. But sports ministry itself has been around for a long time. And I, and I say that for a couple of reasons, but one, we have a guest with us today. And this guest has worked uh, many years in this area of sport ministry. Now, sport ministry is a, a broad term for sure. And sports chaplaincy is one form of ministry. And so what we want to try to do today is introduce our guest and try to figure out what is meant by this idea of sport ministry, uh, what is sports chaplaincy, and, and really what, what are the things he's working on and why, why is he spending his time working in sports when you can work in so many other places? It's, it'll be an intriguing question. So we have Bill Houston with us this morning uh, recording in the studio. This is Bill's from Our Daily Bread and uh, Director of Sports Ministries here Bill, this is this is home court advantage for you. We are in your That's territory. Right. <laughs> yeah, we are, and uh, a familiar studio and a familiar place. And uh, man, it's great to have you guys. I've enjoyed uh, the opportunity to to work with you and to have you in our studio uh, through these podcast recording experiences. It's been a lot of fun. So, uh, thanks for the opportunity. So, Bill, you've been listening to us, and we apologize for that. We appreciate you (laughs) engineering everything, and now it's your turn to uh, get on the air and tell us what you really think. So can you just introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us what you've done uh, over the the many years that you've worked in sport ministry and what you do particularly here at Daily Bread. Well, as uh, Chad mentioned, I'm the director of the Power Up Sports Ministry effort. Uh, That is a, a ministry effort that began some three years ago officially through our daily bread. Prior to that, the, the, the 17 years prior to that, uh, it was known as the Chaplain's Roundtable. 
for the lack of a better name. We uh, had no budget. <laughs> we mm-hmm. simply gathered sports ministry leaders together every year on an annual basis uh, in the Great Lakes region and also in Indianapolis for a one-day conference. And that began as a result of the ministry I was involved with at the time as a chaplain in the Arena Football League. It was brand new to me. I had really absolutely no idea uh, what I was doing initially. I was scared to death. I wanted to get together with some other sports ministry leaders, uh, specifically chaplains, sports chaplains, uh, to learn what that role is all about, uh, how to go about doing that job uh, well, and to minister to players and athletes and, and staff of teams well. So we began meeting every year. And it grew to the point where it became kind of a a potpourri of sports ministry leaders. We would have athletic directors attending, coaches, players, uh, those who work in sports ministry through the local church. So it, it, it morphed from just chaplains to many others in sports ministry. And uh, at the time, I was working with Sports Spectrum Radio, and I would always bring it up to our leadership here at Our Daily Bread. Wow, this... This outreach to sports ministry leaders ought to be a part of what we're doing here. And they would say, no, Bill, we can't bring it on right now. (laughs) But keep doing what you're doing. We'll continue to support with resources and so forth. So they did that, and they did that well. And uh, they supported me in every way other than making it an official part of our daily bread. Well, that happened in 2015. They changed the name to Power Up. Uh, It was a devotional they were already printing. So the name worked really well. And so over the past three years or so, Power Up has been a part of our daily bread where we hold conferences, we provide materials, we reach out to those who are involved in sports ministry to try to encourage them, support them with resources, uh, some training uh, where we can. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been great to get to know many sports leaders uh, across the country who are doing just a great job. So, Bill, who, what's the type of support that you're finding uh, people that go to this Power Up conference are, are seeking? Or what is it that, that keeps them coming back to an event like that? Yeah, good question. I, I think what we are finding, the men and women who attend, many of them are doing their ministry effort to teams uh, pretty much solo. They, they don't have the backing of a big organization like Baseball Chapel or Hockey Ministries International. Uh, two groups that are just outstanding, FCA, Athletes in Action. They're doing their, they're a local pastor possibly in a local church. They just don't have the support. So for them to be able to come to a day, uh, a power-up conference where they can network with others, they can ask questions, they can gather resources, they can hear a panel discussion from those who are involved in sports ministry. Uh, It's just a wonderful time for them to come together to learn uh, and uh, not spend a great deal of time, not going to you know, a, a class they have to uh, complete online or at a university, although those things are really good. Uh, but they can come to this one-day conference and really be encouraged in that way. So when you listen to uh, sports ministry leaders, and, and in particular, let me ask about chaplains. Okay. What are the tension points for a sports chaplain? I mean, I can anticipate that there may be some conflict potentially with uh, the coach, 
there may be some conflict with a variety of different faith perspectives on mm-hmm. a team. There's nothing that really gathers a team of players together other than their ability to play a particular sport. Right. Right. So let's just say it's basketball. Everybody knows how to play basketball, but there's the assumption beyond that is that everybody's kind of has something in common. They really don't. What holds people together is just their ability to play. Mm-hmm. Now, so you have this broad, diverse set of people, maybe coming from different parts of the world, and now you are trying to minister to them. Mm-hmm. And in your particular case, are you coming from a Christian faith perspective? Is it a religious or spiritual perspective? Mm-hmm. How are you addressing that? Well, currently I I serve as a chaplain in the NBA G League. It used to be the D League, but Gatorade threw a bunch of money at it. Now it's the G League. We're going to Gatorade. We'll call this (laughs) Dig Deep G. We love it. There there you go. I like that. You know the right amount of money, <laughs> but the, uh, the the NBA. This will be my fifth year with this particular team, and my perspective is to go in there and to build relationships. And in that relationship building uh, process, my hope is that they will not only see Christ in me, but they'll have the opportunity, if they choose, uh, to attend a Bible study during the week, uh, to get together with the players and, and staff or coaches, whoever may choose to attend. Uh, and have an opportunity to to grow in their understanding of who Christ is, what he has done for us. So I come from it at a very, uh, uh, well, I I come from really from an evangelical perspective. Uh, I want them to see Christ in me. I want them to understand who Jesus is. So we conduct Bible studies during the week, usually at a player's apartment who chooses to open his home uh, to invite the players in, and uh, I've been blessed all five years to have someone in that role who is, you know, they, they have said, yeah, they've raised their hand and said, yeah, let's meet at my place, and uh, so I'm very thankful for that, uh, but but again, it, it's strictly voluntary. I mean, no one is required to go to any of these pregame chapels to attend a pregame prayer to go to a weekly Bible study. It's all voluntary. They choose to come. So for you, this is a very missional Mm -hmm. uh, role. Mm -hmm. And when you are developing relationships, your goal is to develop uh, a connection to be able to share the gospel. Right. And you feel safe enough within that environment to be able to do that, especially if it's it's a voluntary environment. What is it about sport that allows them to connect with you? I think they understand, and many of them, as you know, have been exposed to some type of chaplain experience probably in college. Many of our, all of our universities, for the most part, have some type of ministry activity on campus, whether it's FCA, Athletes in Action, many others. Uh, so when they come to the pro level, they understand, and, and NBA teams, every NBA team has a, has a team chaplain. So they know that this will probably be part of the experience when they come to either Grand Rapids or Albany, New York, or Boston or New York or L.A., wherever it may be, there will be a chaplain program or a chaplain in place uh, that they will have an opportunity uh, to, to connect with if they choose. So it's part of the, not only is it part of the team where obviously they're, they're looking at X's and O's and making their game better and making the team all it can be, but the chaplain experience is also part of that, of that program. 
And again, they can choose to be part of that or they can choose not to. So we're here with Bill Houston from Our Daily Bread in Grand Rapids. And Bill, we might we might call Grand Rapids a, a minor league sports town. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a negative way, but what we have is minor league professional sports teams, right? right. Hockey, right. baseball, basketball, and we've had arena league football. Mm-hmm. Soccer. And, and soccer and as soccer, well. So yeah. we are a minor league sports team. It seems to me that the goal of every player in a minor league sports team is to get to the major league. Is that something that you, you are confronting? Are you confronting issues beyond that, or is that sort of the main thing that they – that, that athletes come to you saying, I want to win, I want to play well, and maybe if I can have Jesus Christ's help, I can get there. Yeah, that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's happened. And, but even more than that, it's why am I not playing? Hmm. Why, why am I not getting an opportunity to show what I can do? Mm-hmm. Um, so they will talk about those real issues that you and I face. We go to our jobs and we struggle with a, a particular area. You know, so they do too. They have family issues, girlfriend issues, uh, financial issues. Uh, I had a one player uh, several years ago who said, "Is there any way you can help me sell some furniture? I've got to release. I, I've got to have some money coming in. Can you help me sell some furniture?" Have you been trained in that? Uh, no, sales? but I've tried to help him sell some furniture. But you have a house full right now, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> So I, there's just a lot of issues that they deal with beyond the court or beyond the playing field. But most of the things that I have come across and, and have to deal with have to do with the game itself and, and their desire, as you said, Chad, to, to move up to that, that, pro le- that major level, you know, the NBA, the, the NFL, whatever it may be, Major League Baseball. Uh, but they're dealing with real-life stuff as well, and we have an opportunity to, to speak to that. So speaking of that real-life stuff, I can anticipate they'll come to you with financial problems, potentially relational problems, Mm -hmm. all those sorts of things that uh, fall into a certain category that pastorally you you feel very comfortable handling, right? No, no. No, no, not always. No, I, I and that don't. was a tee up. I was just no, going to say I, yes. I, I had a follow up that. there. Okay, <laughs> but Fire no, away. not always. Not always. I mean, if they come to me with a financial, I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I have no training in that. So if it's one of those issues that I feel like, you know what, I, I this is totally out of my league. I'll find someone who can help me in that regard, and uh, and I'll ask their permission to do that. You know, Brian, uh, this is totally out of my league. But I hear your heart. May I, may I request that you and I meet with someone who I think can really help us here? So you answered my question without even... Okay, uh, good. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I was wondering about things like maybe depression, hmm. um, levels of anxiety that you're not trained to deal with. Right. Do, you, do you have uh, opportunity then to refer people beyond your relationship uh, when you feel like maybe I, I need to I'm having suicidal thoughts I right, mean right. those are things that that just happen yeah right yeah and and, and people might uh, speak more to you because of your role and open up which puts you in a spot where you you wonder okay am I giving them the best help I can sure sure I I remember in the arena football league many years ago uh, I had a player come to me with it with an issue that I felt like you know what this this is totally out of my league. I, I do not feel comfortable speaking to this. So I called another chaplain at the major league level. He was serving in Major League Baseball. And I said, you know what? Here, here's, here's the question that's come to me from this player. 
two questions to him. How do I deal with this? Or would I be better to, to refer him to someone who can really speak to that issue far better than I can? And his advice to me, his uh, suggestion was, you know, you probably need to find someone who can come in and really sit down with them, who's trained in that area, who can help them in that area. So for me to say to them, you know what, the, I, I can't help you here, but I know someone who can. And that's it, a great lesson really yeah. for all of us, isn't it? Um, yeah. We tend to want to try to solve all those problems ourselves. Right. And in, in this environment, we have so many potential resources to be able to do that. I think um, I think it's a great example yeah. to, to say, all right, I, we have this relationship. Now, I, I feel um, really blessed that you've come to me. Right. Um, the Holy Spirit does the work. I'm here a conduit. Exactly. It's all of, relationship building. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So this podcast is, is sort of the official podcast of the Second Global Congress on Sport and Christianity. And... At the inaugural Global Congress on Sport and Christianity back in the summer of 2016 in, in York, England, we got a chance to hear from the longtime uh, uh, chaplain of Manchester United, one of the most famous mm. soccer clubs in the world, yeah. who essentially told us that he saw himself as a problem solver, that along with, um, with sort of being the spiritual advisor of players when they, when they uh, wanted that, um, he was also the one that was called when players were going through problems. And I hear you saying something very similar, that uh, a player might, might, an athlete might see his or her chaplain as someone who can help them solve problems amidst the high pressure, the high stakes of, of, of their job. Yeah, no, there's no question. And, but again, I, I have experienced that that often takes a while to build that trust hmm. for them to be able to cross that line and come to you with such a problem. Um, I remember year number one with this uh, G League team, the, the minor league basketball team, that uh, I had one person who showed for chapel, one person. <laughs> and uh, that individual was there all year long, and we built a great relationship. But for me to build a relationship with the GM who's been there every year, um, up through the coaching staff who's changed quite a bit over those five years, it, it's all about relationship building. The greatest statement I think I've ever heard on sports chaplaincy is it's all about, and I've heard you gentlemen refer to this, it's all about a ministry of presence. They need to know you care about them, that you love them, that you're concerned about their well-being, that you enjoy what they do. You're, you're there for them. You're, you don't want anything from them, but you're there to serve them. And when they understand that and actually buy into that, wow, some great things can happen like them coming to you with issues and problems that otherwise they wouldn't talk to you about. And I imagine there are situations where there is there is a suspicion among them that you're kind of stargazing, right? Yeah. Because What's this guy all about? Right. Why, why are you showing up here mm-hmm. as opposed to somewhere else? And in the G League, obviously, they're not stars yet at that right. point. But there are, I'm sure, people that want to hang around them that even offer help, uh, but in the end, they're there because they want something from those players, right? And yeah. it, it's got to be difficult to sort of work into that. But even though we're not stargazers, we'd like you to do a little name drop in here. Can you, can you go ahead and, and let us know just on the fun side of things? Give us some examples of people um, potentially that you have met through this process. Uh, I know that you're running now a seminar, a program for NBA chaplains. Right. And you'll have uh, 
nearly all of the NBA mm-hmm. chaplains here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, right. in a month or so. Tell us a little bit about that event and maybe some people that you've uh, rubbed elbows with that we might recognize. Yeah. Well, the NBA chaplains gathering that'll take place uh, was really, it's a result of my work with Power Up and, and the director of that ministry. And in contacting the chaplain with the Milwaukee Bucks, I wanted to see if he would be interested in speaking at one of our Power Up conferences. And in that conversation, you know, I simply asked him, I said, hey, by the way, do you guys get together like monthly for a conference call? Or, you know, how do you connect with one another? He says, you know, we've tried to do that down through the years and it starts up and then it just kind of fizzles out and nothing, it becomes nothing. And I said, well, would you mind if, if I took a stab at that, just as a result of what our Daily Bread has asked me to do, um, maybe I could help coordinate that and just see how it goes. He said, sure. You know, so we began doing that. And through those monthly conversations, uh, conference calls, their uh, desire was, wow, it'd be great if we could get together. Be great if we could get together. So uh, as you mentioned, in, in a month or so, they'll all be here. Most of them will be here uh, for a one-day opportunity to, to meet one another, to share during the day. We have a, an NBA player, former player, who's coming in to talk from that perspective. Uh, you guys will be there to talk about the Global Congress. Uh, it'll be a great day, a great opportunity to connect and support one another. And it's really needed. Because again, a lot of these guys are pastors. They're not involved in any type of uh, parachurch ministries. You know, they're, they're pastors who are serving their local teams in their community. So it'll be a good time for them to get together. But you know, down through the years, we've had the opportunity to work with uh, just some wonderful guys like Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. I think we've heard of him. Good guy. <laughs> you know, uh, Jim Caldwell, another gentleman who uh, coached in the Go NFL. Lions. Uh, with the Lions and in Baltimore, also with the Colts uh, at, at one time. Uh, so great players uh, down through the years who have uh, been involved with the ministry um, that have come. And I'm thinking uh, specifically last year at our Power Up Conference in Indianapolis, uh, the Cleveland Indians chaplain uh, was there, Charles Johnson. And, man, I mean, he's so he's so connected with the group of people there just – through his charismatic way of, of delivering his, he was on our panel discussion and he really connected with the people talking about sports ministry and just just relax, just be who you are. Go and take advantage of the opportunities God gives you. And I mean, he just helped everyone relax and not get so uptight and, you know, cause it's easy to get uptight in a, in a position like this when things don't go quite the way you expect them to. And uh, just relax, T- take advantage of whatever God gives you, just just run with it, you know. And uh, so just down through the years, there's been great men and women who have encouraged one another, and we're looking forward to a great opportunity to uh, do that again October 2nd here in Grand Rapids. You know, um, Bill, these answers are, are great, and uh, the content is very good, uh, and we appreciate that. But I think as much as anything, I love the radio voice. You got this wonderful baritone radio voice finally on our podcast somebody that this, knows, this voice knows that's talk, worth, yeah, right. knows how to talk and, and has a voice <laughs> that, so sure. <laughs> that, that is actually nice to listen to we have these, these professor voices so we, we certainly appreciate your answers you talk about um, uh, chaplains who are, are are close in close proximity to athletes and how that might change how they affect things right and so this advice from the Cleveland Indians chaplain to say, be yourself, right. seems like great advice, right? Yeah, it is, it, because it takes the pressure off. You know, you go, I remember my very first chapel 
uh, I call it a throw away the t-shirt day because I was so scared. I was sweating. Uh, I had no idea what I was going to say. I, I had really fallen into the position where through, uh, again, through our radio ministry here at Our Daily Bread, I had just called our Arena Football League team and said, hey, I want to meet your chaplain and say hi to him. And uh, they said, Bill, we don't have a chaplain. Are you interested? You know, mm-hmm. and I had never done anything like that. And I remember just being so scared that first day of how will I communicate with these guys? Will they buy into what I'm saying? How many will show up? You know, I mean, what what's this all about? I don't know. And that hasn't changed in 20 plus years. Every time I sit down to do a chapel, uh, even this morning when we came in to record, I you get the butterflies. You want to communicate well. You want to be able to to show people and, and for people to hear, you know, in a chaplain role, as I said earlier, I want them in my position, I want them to see Jesus. I want them to hear from him and not from me. And when I think when that can happen, God can begin to then work in their lives and in their circumstances, in their situations. Um, and I'm really humbled by that, that the opportunity is there to do that. And uh, because, as uh, Brian, I think you said, you know, they come across individuals all the time who, well, they want things from them, you know. And so why is this guy here? Why is he ta- Why is he coming into our locker room, you know? Why is he wanting to shake? Why is he wanting to say hello to me? I, you know, so it takes time to build that relationship. So, again, for me, it's all about relationship building, and it's all about them seeing Jesus and who I am and what I do and I know I failed in that 100,000 times, but I hope a few times I've done it right. So it seems like a couple of themes that have come through are, number one, <clears throat> athletes, uh, specifically professional athletes, are, are real people who mm-hmm. have real problems, but also that that chaplains, sports chaplains, are also real mm-hmm. people uh, who have real issues and, um, and, and, and difficulties and face difficulties, specifically when trying to be a conduit for Jesus Christ and, and his kingdom. Wow, that's such a great point. It really is because uh, I've run into people, wow, you're the chaplain with, wow, how cool is that? Yeah. So they are real people. They need someone to come alongside them. And, and I try to encourage those that we minister to and, and who come to the conferences. And again, I've heard this from others. If you can build a team around you who can support you in prayer, where if you have an issue that Brian, we need to, you know, I had a player come to me and say, so-and-so. Um, well, I'm not sure how to deal with that. Well, if I've got a group of guys around me who uh, who pray for me, I know on a regular basis, I can sit down with them and, and very confidentially say, you know what, I, uh, I'm, I'm dealing with an issue with the team and, and uh, I, I need some encouragement. I need some prayer. I, I need some direction. What do you think? I think that's really important. We all need that. Uh, but I know that sports chaplains need that as well, and and I hope they're building that team around them. So with the Second Global Congress of Sports and Christianity uh, coming up October 2019, this is an academic conference, mm-hmm. but it's also a, a, um, an opportunity for practitioners, for sports chaplains, for those doing sports ministry to connect with those who are studying in the field and, and, and doing research and presenting research um, how would you, uh, in what ways are you excited about connecting at an event like that? I, for me, and, and Brian and I had breakfast, what, four, five, six months ago, I right. guess. Who picked and, up the check for that? I, uh, I think you did. 
Okay, so I think somebody owes somebody. I, I yeah, keep, that's not right. that I keep track. <laughs> <laughs> but but that was one of the things we talked about, right? You know, how, how does what we do with Power Up and with sports chaplains and sports ministry leaders who are involved in ministry aspect, either through sport or to sport, how does what they do connect with the Global Congress? Is there a connection? And I think we both agree that there definitely is. For, for me to be able to, to come to a Congress and hear uh, from an academic perspective, um, this is what sport looks like. This is the history of sport. This, those things are invaluable, I think, as you sit down with an athlete and you share, begin sharing with them. And they hear that, you know what, this, this guy, this gal is, man, she's far more uh, about me as an athlete than just the sport I play or what college I went to or how many years I spent at the pro level or the money I'm, you know, none of those things really matter. They're concerned about me. And it's all about the individual. And, and I would think that the second global Congress on sport and Christianity would, uh, that would certainly be part of, of what will happen during those days that they'll begin to understand that uh, this is sport, but Sport is all about people, isn't it? There, there's people involved, and these folks are involved in the people business. And Absolutely. I think there's a connection that way. Absolutely. Sport is about people, right? And it's about an entity, this thing called sport. Mm-hmm. And this uh, interface with sport and Christianity has ebbed and flowed through time. And to understand that actually helps us move forward in this world of sport. And so to understand that the church has actually had uh, a difficult relationship at times with sport for a a variety of different reasons. And for us to be able to uh, speak into sport and affirm what people are doing, but also pull back and say, it is possible that sport can become an idol. Mm -hmm. Sport can uh, move you in a direction that is going to move you away from the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. And so to, to think about your role, you're building a relationship with people that are operating in a particular work area, this is work for them, that uh, requires them to make some significant choices as they walk through, and you're helping them understand those choices. I think this Congress then will work to give support for people like yourself, Mm. who uh, works with people, with uh, athletes directly, Mm -hmm. uh, but also for people that are indirectly connected to sport, those uh, that are trying to make decisions as administrators and so on. So the work that you're doing, I think, with the chaplains, the NBA chaplains, is very similar to what this Congress will do, which is provide some resources, provide some support, some networking, which gives all of us confidence as we walk forward in our spheres of influence mm-hmm. to try to make a, an, a, a God-informed culture change. And all of our cultures uh, could use the power of the gospel. Yes. And sport is another one that uh, can sometimes feel disconnected. And so it's great that uh, you've had an opportunity to work in sport ministry all this time. And we do thank you thank for you. just peeling back a little bit of the mystery of how a sport chaplain works, how they get connected, uh, other sport ministries. And thank you, too, for the, the work that you're doing with Our Daily Bread to try to gather people together, give them the support that they have. We do... Uh, want to invite chaplains all around the country, all around the world, 
that may be interested in learning more about this work and then just sort of that connection between sport and Christianity to the Second Global Congress, which will be in the fall of 2019. Right. Bill, thank you very much for being with us today. It's been a fantastic conversation, fun for us to ask questions and have different voices on the podcast, and we'll continue to do that in the future. Again, you can find us on iTunes. Please uh, listen and also go on iTunes and write a review. That always helps us. And uh, take a look at the website for the Second Global Congress on Sport and Christianity. It's found at calvin.edu slash events slash 2GCSC. Follow us on Twitter at Sport Theology. Thanks so much for listening. Oh,